Hello, everyone. Coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Our mental, physical, spiritual, and social habits are certainly work life related. We'll explore how creating an awareness of our thoughts and behaviors can empower and inspire us to accomplish almost anything we direct our attention to. Let's dive deep into the dirt and examine what research, resources, and real-life success stories from everyday folks can teach us as we grow through the day-to-day challenges. Let's get started. Welcome to Work Life 360. Rhonda here with Lisa. Lisa, there's so many things about you and so many ways to introduce you because you have a whole lot going on. But go ahead, take the floor. Thanks so much, Rhonda. So I help Canadians uh, capture that big fish, share their fish story, and spend all time important with family and friends as a supply chain manager for Rapala Canada during the day. In my free time, I champion moms who've had a gap back to work. Uh, we look at you know, transferable skills, mapping out a plan, using some tools to make sure that their time and resources are being put uh, in a focused manner on their return to work journey. So, you know, during the summer, you'll find me on the water, in the water, or beside the water. (laughs) Um, We have a waterfront trailer, so I enjoy paddleboarding, swimming, aquafit, all water type related activities. And I have three amazing uh, boys who are now uh, young men. And they're always challenging me, be it whether they're telling me, okay, mom, let's go on the zip line or hop on this board. We're going on a flow rider or. So you're yeah. into zip lining, huh? <laughs> well, not Did by not choice. Know that. That's pretty cool. You know what? Before we get into our topic today, if you don't mind my sharing. So I started out as an at-risk high school teacher. So I worked with teenagers and students that were kicked out due to behavioral issues or whatever. And then I merged into teaching ninth and 10th grade. And it was Washington Township High School in New Jersey. And what happened was from middle school and elementary school, they had four different sets of students come together in this humongous high school And one of the ways that we fostered building some relationship skills was through Project Adventure. So I went and was certified in Pennsylvania in outdoor activity elements, uh, high-low elements, and teaching um, cooperation and communication skills. And I have to say, it was really beautiful to see the kids from the different parts of Washington Township very different diverse groups come together and and help each other in like really scary, fearful situations. And I remember this one young lady, she was so afraid of the zip line. Young ninth graders, we did it first semester, so they really didn't know each other yet. And we would split them up so they weren't with their cliques. I think it took all of 15 minutes for her to finally go out and and zip across the line and I'd be curious to know if she remembers that and just her smile and and how she felt and so supported and successful and overcoming a major fear that's that's a huge deal so kudos to you thank you yeah it is a major fear especially when you feel it tug and then you're off right (laughs) (laughs) we had talked folks offline and I had shared with you how one of your posts had resonated with me where you were talking about going back into the workforce and you're kind of talking about what you articulated there, giving women, moms, 
some ideas of how best to re-enter the workspace. And your one post talked about the importance of what you're wearing, identifying those transferable skills so that you have the courage to go into that interview and set yourself up in a way where your mindset's not focusing on these limiting beliefs that we sometimes have. But, um, but that I really appreciated because I remember when I was younger, before I went to school to be a teacher, um, I had gotten myself into a pickle with a domestic violence situation. So I had to flee the situation and go to a shelter. And it was there that they gave me the clothes that I needed to go to the interview. Something about what you had wrote resonated with me. And I just love the way you set up the whole picture in your post where you set it up as a good morning. And it just it was a beautiful way to introduce a topic about attire and what you look like and preparing yourself for re-entering the workspace. Um, I just really felt that that was something that women can really, and men as well, utilize as a way to help build some courage to take that first step. And then I noticed you have a whole website devoted to this. You lay it all out, how best to re-enter the workspace and help people identify maybe where they have those skills that we don't necessarily think of as moms or as wives or as caregivers that we really do have. And I think that it's been interesting since COVID happened, those soft skills, as so they like to call them, they really have been the grace, the saving grace to our society as we all became isolated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's funny, um, you know, so much has changed about the workforce. I mean, where do we start, right? Like from, you know, our physical locations to, you know, how our teams are communicating to how we're presenting ourselves to even how the access of the normal uh, work environment has changed in terms of your visibility. Like, you know, you may have only been visible to your direct boss when you were in an office. And now with these Zoom calls, I'm finding it's more of a, a corporate level communication. Like you may be communicating with executives on a board. You may be communicating with, you know, very senior level people that you never would have had access to previously uh, in the different environment of just being in the office. I found it's a different, um, it's definitely a different uh, approach you have to take when you're on these calls. You have to really, um, you know, show your presence, include your presence, and you got to really know your stuff. <laughs> There's no time to hesitate when you're uh, trying to remember, you know, numbers or figures or statistics or uh, so, yeah, it's it's definitely a different environment going forward. And we don't know quite know where we're going to go yet, but it's definitely changed from what it used to be for sure. Thing I think worth showcasing that you do that I think is brilliant besides teaching us all these skills and ways of understanding our value is you have this podcast that you co-host Sunshine 365, I believe it is. Yes, that's correct. And when I had noticed your first post, I did go on and listen to some podcasts and I really like how they're just quick, positive mindset kind of messages that give you a sort of focus during the day. So where did you come up with that idea and, and how has that supported people in your community um, from the feedback you've received? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, when I look back at different events through, through my journey lately and in the past few years, one word has kind of come through the thread all the way through, and that word is hello. And hello kind of presented itself during COVID. Um, 
not so much in real life events, but more uh, hello digitally, like, you know, just reaching out to people uh, through LinkedIn and saying hello. And so I reached out to this one lady who I appreciated her posts. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, her products and her, her values and uh, the way she presented things kind of really matched how I felt. And I said, you know, let's just hop on a, a Zoom call. And so it started with a hello and we hopped on a Zoom call and you know, we decided, you know what, why don't we just do a podcast? People need a little bit of a boost. And she was kind of concerned. She's like, well, I don't know. You know, I can't, I can't commit to 10 or 15 or 30 minutes. And I'm like, there's no rules. We can make these rules. Like we can just do a short little snip. Um, Most people don't have a lot of time anyway. So, you know, let's just try it and see. And if we find that it's overwhelming or it doesn't work or, you know, uh, it's not suitable for either of us, then we can just part ways and it's no hard feelings. So I write the episodes and she is the narrator and records the episodes. So Aww. yeah, so uh, we did it for a year and uh, we're taking a little bit of a break because it now can uh, just loop through the, the evergreen material, but we will be getting back mm-hmm. to it. Both of us have, um, our eldest sons are getting married. Uh, this year so (laughs) she's planning wedding and I'm planning uh, a wedding for our son so (laughs) well it's nice to know that place again yeah so when we were talking about a topic for work life 360 you had mentioned the power of hello and we had shared some stories back and forth about the power of a hello and I want you to if you don't mind share um, that experience you had where you went back into a space, I, I believe it was a conference or something you went to where you intentionally set your intentions before you walked in. But before we share that story, I just wanted to say that we know if we instinctively think about it, the power of saying hello on our own mental health and well being. And there's a lot of behavioral research out there that shows that. Even in the workspace, when we smile and if we actually physically smile while we're saying hello on the phone, or even just when we pass someone in the hallways or with our coworkers, it really is contagious. And employees who tend to smile more tend to be a little more productive in the workspace and their customers tend to be more satisfied. So when I think about that, if you just think about a smile, envision it your facial expression changes, your eyes usually are more alert and aware of your surroundings, your heads up, your posture is more open. Um, You just feel a better energy, even if you don't feel great, right? Don't you notice that hello just changes your emotions just even for a few seconds. And for me personally, if I'm in a space where I'm feeling um, anxious, maybe I didn't have a great conversation with someone or something happened. There were some disappointments. Sometimes it's really hard to smile and say hello when we pass a stranger. But since our conversation, I actually did that. Something happened and I was a little, I'm going to be honest, I was a little annoyed with the situation. It was something obviously I couldn't control, but just there was a little friction and I purposely went outside and even though I wasn't necessarily in the mood to say hello to someone because my amygdala was wrapped up in my emotions, I said hello to this young child coming by me. It immediately 
changed my energy and changed my nervous system, the way I was feeling. Like I felt the energy in my body. You know, if you're a little irritated, there's a mental part of it, but there's also a physiological response. So I purposely said hello. Had you and I not had the conversation last week, I might not have, but because it was in my mind and I knew that we were going to talk about the significance of it, not just for our own lives, but how it can change maybe that child's life. Maybe something happened in his life where there was some stress could potentially change his whole day as well. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of point that out and then have you share your story about how you greeted folks and how that turned into a wonderful opportunity for you. Yeah, so I uh, mentioned that I help champion moms back to work. So that kind of came about because I myself uh, stayed home with our three boys. I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity. And when the youngest was just around uh, grade one, you know, full-time school age, I decided, okay, it's time to get back out there. <laughs> and uh-huh. it was a little, it was a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. So I found a free event, a sustainability event that was being put on uh, by the Purchasing Association in Canada here. And I said to myself, you know what? Just going to make the best of it. Going to, you know, just check it out and see what happens. So I got myself uh, in a professional uh, attire and, you know, dusted off my resume and got a nice pen and created some uh, personal networking cards. And I did that because I'm not really one to say hello to people. So I wanted to have something that would encourage me to say hello. <laughs> so <Love> that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was just a simple stock cart from Staples. And I just went on and did a, you know, a quick thing in Word with my name and phone number and three top skills. It's like if you're ever presenting to a room full of people, you gave them something tangible to maybe take away some of the nerves that you were feeling, like you deflected yeah. their energy, their eyes a little bit. I love that. That's great. Yeah, so I, I, you know, got myself together and hopped on the go train and I spent the next 45 minutes on that go train telling myself, you know what, you can do it. You can walk in this room full of people. You can say hello. You can hand them your card. You can start a conversation and really who knows where it's going to go. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? they can just not want to talk, right? So you go on to the next person. It's not really, it's not going to be life-threatening. So, you know, I spent this time convincing myself. It was a beautiful fall day. Hopped off the GO train and uh, headed south to the lake, Lake Ontario. And there's a beautiful hotel right on the lake. It's uh, Weston Harbor Castle Hotel. It's very stunning inside and very overwhelming when you've been <laughs> at home with three little boys. So I walked in through the large doors and made my way up to the conference room. And I stood back before I went in because I just wanted to, you know, take a a pause and make sure that I was presentable and nothing was out of place. And so I stood back and I just gave myself a bit of a pep talk. I said, you know what, you're no different than those other uh, professionals who are grabbing their hello tag and walking through those doors. So, you know what, let's just go find an opportunity. So I went in line, grabbed my hello tag, (laughs) popped it on and opened the beautiful grand doors. And it was overlooking Lake Ontario's beautiful sparkling water all along the the one side. And the other side had uh, 
the presenters that were going to be doing, you know, the presentations. The other side was a whole bunch of vendors with sustainable products. And in the middle were, you know, a couple hundred chairs for the attendees. So yeah, I just made my way around the room during breaks and before this, the different talks and presentations and gave my card. And so many people were very friendly, you know, didn't encounter one negative person, which is kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah, but um, one of the ladies I spoke to, she seemed really interested. And you know, I told her how I was approaching this return to work journey. And she caught me off guard. And she said, well, you know, I really like how you're going about this. I think, you know, other people could benefit. Would you write an article? And I was blown away. I was like, write an article. <laughs> it turns out uh, she was the editor for the purchasing uh, magazine at the time, which gets distributed across Canada to all the professionals in the association. So I could not sit still for the rest of the event. <laughs> I could not sit still on the train ride home. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so... And it all came about just out of saying hello. I mean, that is such a beautiful story for some people who have barriers up. Maybe they haven't built social networking skills or whatever. It really can be challenging. And I think back in my career, when I was at Georgetown Law, I ran the student recreation center there. We had a lot of international students. And so there were some cultural differences and really, really intelligent students. My dissertation was actually going to be on that population because they were so high functioning, but there were some, in my perception, some social barriers there. And I can speculate on that because of the pressures to perform and the amount of work to study, but... When I noticed that right away, um, one of the gentlemen that worked the front desk, he said, Rhonda, yeah, don't expect them to connect with you. Don't take it personal. And I didn't take it personal, but I was like, that is really to my heart. That felt so sad that they're living in this isolated space where there's so much beautiful diversity. I took it upon myself to, you know, I'm teaching group exercise class. So obviously I, I'm a performer at heart. <laughs> But I took that out into the floor and that was something I trained my staff. Every single student that walks in this door, I want you to look them in the eye, put your phone away, just acknowledge them, smile and say hello. Regardless of whether they say hello back to you or not, you're planting seeds in these students' minds that hopefully will allow them to relax a little bit and de-stress because that was the whole point of the gym. There was just so much pressure on them. And personally, I did that as well. And there were some students... I will say probably took a whole semester, if not two, to get them to actually look at you and crack a smile. But I wish I could just like sit down with them and, and, you know, find out a little bit more about how that was changing them because you would notice it too. Their body language changed, the way they walked changed, their awareness of other people changed. And then the lack of physical awareness. They also were not aware of their bodies. So something in their mind wasn't connecting with their bodies because I also found that they would trip a lot. They would injure themselves. If I asked them if they had something to drink or what'd you eat today? What'd you drink? Today? No awareness whatsoever because these 
everyday activities that really didn't require a lot of energy because we all walk around, eat, sleep, you know, drink, whatever, without really having to use much mental energy for that process. They're using so much mental energy to study that they were just tapped out of their social awareness and their physical awareness. So that kind of became my mission there. And had I not moved to Arizona, I was going to actually study that. My dissertation was set for that. So when I left there, it was interesting. I had made so many friends, students think that an hello really can do so much to help us facilitate heartfelt conversations on deeper things that we're really not talking about that can help heal, um, Fortunately, some of the tragedies that we see in, in schools with shootings or what we're watching happen across the globe, if only more people took time to say hello and smile, I think could do wonders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's amazing where a single hello can take you, like yourself with your students or, you know, me, uh, you know, trying to get back out in the workforce. But I think it's kind of interesting in that you know, we've been in this digital age for a while now, and people kind of don't associate what they do in the physical world with what they can do in the digital environment sometimes. And I think it, it is just as simple as saying hello, like you say, if you're in real life, or if you're, you know, working in the digital environment. I mean, I've reached out to so many people on LinkedIn, and I've had wonderful journeys just with the start of a hello. Um, one of the ladies that I you know, just reached out to and said, hello, she actually helps women um, who are going back to work and they have, she has a company that she started many years ago, uh, I relaunch and they help women and now they help men too as well. And they have returnship programs. So, you know, if you've been out of the workforce, they have, um, you know, pretty substantial companies who partner with them to offer these programs different lengths of time. And some I believe are paid and I'm not sure if there's some unpaid, but I think it's mostly paid positions. So I reached out to her and I just said, you know, I love what you're doing. Um, you know, could we hop on a Zoom call? And she was very uh, amicable. She said, sure, you know, let's just hop on a Zoom and, and get to know each other. And so, like you say, it, it starts with a hello. And we had a great time on the Zoom call. And she said, you know, I'd love to do uh, a podcast with you. You know, let's do an episode together. And I'm like, sure, you know, let's, you know, I'll help, uh, I'll help you and you help me, you know, champion other moms back to work. So we hopped on one with, um, you know, how to create a return to work uh, journey plan. So we discussed that, had a great time. And then she reached out to me later on uh, to do one on, you know, working in supply chain and what are the different positions and, you know, how can you grow your career in supply chain? So we enjoyed that. <laughs> from there, um, I wrote a couple of blogs for them for their website. And then from there, uh, I approached her and I said, you know, I'd really love to join you at one of your conferences. And she said, well, you know, that'd be great. We could have you as a speaker on a panel. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> I hopped on a plane and went from Toronto to Chicago and got to spend a couple of days in Chicago with her and her team and joined them at Northwestern University and was able to speak in front of a couple hundred women who were looking to get back to work and had a great time, met so many uh, wonderful ladies and just had so much fun. And we still keep in touch and I'll probably do more, uh, you know, blogs and podcasts with her in the future. But it turns out that one of those uh, podcasts that I did, you know, they just 
they're evergreen content. They're out there and people grab them and listen to them at random times. So the one that I had done on supply chain, somebody here in Canada, a couple of years later, mm-hmm. listened to that episode and they invited me to speak on the radio about the current supply chain situation at Christmas. And I was like, wow, <laughs> something that I did a few years ago through all these steps of saying hello, uh, you know, turned around and gave me another opportunity that I never could have dreamed, uh, you know, would occur. So you just don't know where hello can take you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, it's like the gift that keeps on giving and it's something free and really doesn't require a lot of energy. Um, Maybe just getting the nerves up if you feel uncomfortable in social situations it opens up so many more opportunities for you because you're coming from an open space, if that makes sense. And it feels like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love collaborating. I think collaboration is the key to opening up our world. Like you say, it, you know, you're helping each other. There's, mm-hmm. there's so much abundance out there. And I think people kind of get narrow-minded and they're like, mm-hmm. oh no, you know, I don't want to help this person because it might be to my detriment when in fact, it's quite the opposite. When you partner with someone and collaborate, you open up a whole new world of opportunities that maybe neither one of you had ever considered. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Your story kind of gives those folks listening glimpse of some sunshine of, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not perfect at X, Y, and Z, but you know what? I can definitely start with a positive attitude, start with some sunshine in my morning, set my intentions and know that it doesn't hurt to smile. What's the worst that can happen? Someone doesn't acknowledge you? Well, that's okay. Again, you're planting seeds for them to maybe be more open to receiving a hello, which can in turn open up growth opportunities for them as well. So I love that. I love that about your story. Yeah, so I also, um, you know, after that event, I, I was fortunate I had that article published about, it was just around Christmas time it came out. And at that time, I had just uh, been new to a new position. So my first position back, I actually got it by doing a cold call. I actually just called the company that was local to our uh, area here. And I left a message on a, on a voicemail with the HR uh, manager, I just said, you know, hi, it's Lisa. I have, you know, customer service, inside sales, retail management, uh, supply chain and uh, planning skills. If you're looking for anybody, I'd love to send my resume, you know, just let me know and here's my phone number. And I left that call and I thought, yeah, nothing's probably gonna happen, you know, no big deal, on to the next one. And uh, not too long after she called back and she said, you know, we don't have anything right now, but absolutely send me your resume, send me your cover letter. We'll just keep it around in case, you know, we have a need and something comes up that, you know, may be a good fit. So I did that and I went on my way and thought, you know, nothing's going to happen. Turns out a few weeks later, she calls me back and she says, you know what? We have a position. It's probably not exactly what you want, but we want you to come in for an interview and you're welcome to, you know, join us for this entry level uh, interview. And I thought to myself, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. It's local. I have some of the product knowledge. Uh, It's a starting point. And you know what, it's a short-term goal, get back in the workforce. And then I can work on my long-term goal, which would be to get back into supply chain. So, you know what, it can't be bad. So let's just go 
have fun with it and see what happens. So, um, so I did my research, I got back in, you know, kind of, you know, professional mode, got a nice suit. Uh, I researched the company, the products, the people that were interviewing me, went in, um, you know, presented myself, said hello to the receptionist. I remember we were sitting there and we were talking about bundling up our kids of all things, you know, how much of a pain is it to put, you know, snowsuits on in the morning, get them in their car seats, get them to the sitter, you know. So we had a great time and just chatted with her and the two people that were gonna interview me came around, got me, uh, went in, sat down. I gave them my card, uh, my networking card and they gave me their business card. So I kind of felt like I was one of them. Again, that back to that yeah. theme, <laughs> you're just right. like them, right? right. <laughs> so we had so much fun and, you know, they said to me, uh, you know, are you really sure that, you know, you did your research? Do you know much about us? And I said, absolutely. You know, I've, I've looked into your products. I know a little bit about the history of the company. I researched you and I researched you on LinkedIn. So I feel pretty confident. And they said, okay, well, we're going to do something different. I'm like, okay, no problem. They said, let's play a game of trivia. So they had me ask them questions. <laughs> Why not have fun with it, right? Yeah. Do you recall what you asked them? Yeah, like I asked them questions about the history of their company, a couple of product questions. I didn't ask them any personal questions, but I, I just kept mm -hmm. it all business mm -hmm. focus. But we had so much fun and we were laughing and we just had a really good time. And, and I also took in um, a couple hard copies of uh, some projects that I had done to teach myself some skills. So over the summer, I taught myself PowerPoint and I taught myself Visio because I knew those were some of the skills that I would need to get the job that I wanted. So I took in a couple, um, you know, examples, I took in a timeline where I had plotted my journey. So here I was at home. This is all the training that I wanted to do. And at the end of the one year, I was going to get a job. And I had this plotted out on a Visio timeline. So I showed them this and I showed them a PowerPoint presentation that I had done for a workshop. And we just had so much fun. And I left there and I did get the job. <laughs> So yeah. your initiative. So you are not a person that lets life happen to you. <laughs> you create the life that you envision for yourself. That's really, really beautiful. You and I both know folks that kind of aren't in that same space. You know, they let life happen to them and then they're not really happy and feeling fulfilled. And it's just really a thought and a commitment away. It's like where you put your focus and how comfortable you are at being uncomfortable and putting yourself out there really is where those transformations happen, where you can transition your life in a beautiful way. Me, my hello story that I had shared with you last week was my husband, who I married three years ago. We hadn't seen each other in 30 years and I'm in Arizona. He was in New Jersey and, um, you know, he just said hello on a post. And I could have ignored that really easily. And I'm not a big checker of social media, but for whatever reason, the world happened as it did. And I said, hello, simply back to him. And that was it turned into wonderful conversations for four or five, six months. Next thing you know, he flies here. 
I mean, who would have thought that I would be marrying Jimmy Zimmerman and I'm in Arizona. Now we've created a beautiful world for ourselves, and we're both doing things that neither one of us would have pursued solely by ourselves. One of your podcasts that I listened to was about connecting with those old relationships and saying hello to someone from your past that you kind of lost touch with, how that really can change your energy and really the outcomes of things in your future that you can't even fathom yet or imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, friendships are so important, right? Like, I know I have a few girlfriends from, believe it or not, like grade three. Wow. (laughs) That we still still do chum around with on occasion. Um, And yeah, you you know, it, it does start with hello. I mean, it started with hello all those years. And now, you know, 40 or almost 50 years later, we're we're still friends, right? So Mm. yeah, it's amazing. Current environment we're living in, it was unfortunate that we had to socially isolate, put a mask over our face in public because it really, I think there's going to be some ramifications for that, particularly in kids and some emotional struggles. But now as we're seeing things open up and you can actually see a person's face and smile at them, it, it just feels so much healthier and also gives hope to the heart that um, we can build those social connections and maybe take the lesson that Mother Nature taught us to stop and recognize the person that's passing us, you know, say hello when we're standing in the checkout aisle instead of looking at our phones and just be more compassionate and aware of each other and how interconnected we are, particularly in the supply chain industry. As you probably associate with folks on the other side of the globe in this virtual world, it really is beautiful to see everyone in their uniqueness. Because while we're all kind of in the same boat, I mean, we each have special attributes that are worthy of celebrating and, and saying hello, please, and thank you, and all those little things that we were taught that maybe we kind of lost those skills and we were feeling isolated. And I also think for some folks, still a little worried, and maybe who've lost those skills, like just be patient with yourself, be kind, and take little, little steps here and there that feel a little safer. We call that in uh, psychology exposure therapy. <laughs> so like, on a scale of zero to 10, like what would be the worst place for you to be where you have to be around people and acknowledge them? Find somewhere on the scale of two or three, as you mentioned on your podcast, saying hello to an old friend or just observing someone and saying thank you if they hold the door and smiling at them really can do a lot to change your mindset and your longevity selves, really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, here in Canada, we're not quite mask free yet. We're a couple weeks away from that. I believe at the end of the month, they're going to let us go without a mask in certain situations. We'll have to have a mask. I think hospitals may be, Mm -hmm. you know, different areas that'll still need masks, but in the majority of the places, we'll be able to finally get rid of our masks, which will be <laughs> a welcome, a welcome thing, but still a, a nerve wracking thing for some people, mm-hmm. depending on each individual situation, okay. right? But yeah. yeah, lots of folks are, there's still the divide there uh, with everything. Yeah. But you know, you can only you know, <laughs> do the best you can with the knowledge that you have, and you try to make an informed effort that supports your well being and those folks in your circles. And that's the best we can do. So yeah, yeah, so I want to share um, a supply chain hello 
uh, one of the ladies who I was uh, speaking with on a panel, I guess it was 2018, it would have been, um, she's in the supply chain field. And I said hello to her, you know, digitally after the event, because the event was pretty busy. And we ended up uh, hopping on a happy hour and we created a happy hour of supply chain people from around the globe. So there's a couple of us from Canada, a couple from Australia, uh, one from Philadelphia, one from California. I know I'm gonna miss somebody, <laughs> one from Texas, <laughs> uh, one from Florida. So yeah, that's how we kind of survived the pandemic. We kind of hopped on once a week, we would just check in with each other and it even grew from there where we um, took the ladies and we did a separate one for just the ladies only. And we did a level up session. So, you know, once a month we would just, just ladies only would get on a Zoom and we would talk, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, how can we help you get there? You know, is there something in our pool of resources that, you know, do you need a connection? Do you need an introduction? Do you need just, uh, you know, tools or steps or, you know, what can we uh, share that we've done that might help you move forward? So incredible amount of support uh, in this supply chain community. And it's the same thing again, you're not just going through your little bubble of, you know, supply chain crisis. <laughs> it's happening <laughs> in Australia, it's happening in Florida, it's happening, you know, around the world. So it kind of helped in terms of that as well, where you don't just sit there thinking, oh my gosh, you know, day in and day out, it's just getting too overwhelming. Because honestly, the last few years in supply chain has been <laughs> a bit of a challenge. <laughs> so it's been nice to have that kind of support uh, in the digital environment. You've created a community where there are ample resources for folks to feel a sense of support and connection. And I think that probably has saved some folks from burning out, honestly, <laughs> during the midnight hours. Another way I found you was through Sarah Humphrey Barnes on Let's Talk Supply Chain. I noticed you in the comment. So I just turned it on. I, I put her on the treadmill dashboard and uh, I typed in a hello and I had to say hello to her because I just loved her positive energy. And then Audrey came on and just the two of them. And then I noticed you and just that whole community, Peter, Davin, and there's a couple others. Yeah. And really, honestly, that's where... I started to learn some of the challenges my team faces because I was still new to learning all the different aspects of the supply chain. As a result of COVID, I had some more time to do that because I had less people in the wellness center here at Global Trans. So through that hello, I've had this amazing education for two years. It opens up this whole world of so many opportunities, ladies and gentlemen, to come into this workspace. And with some of the challenges that we've seen because of the economy, inflation, a lot of people are gonna to have to return to the workspace that are older, that may be retired and rethink their finances. This space that we're in, Lisa, really has a lot of opportunities for folks to break in. Like, do you have any recommendations where you're seeing the need and where there's more openness to? Or older population that maybe wants to tap into this space. I'm older. All the terminology and the lingo, that's a whole world that you haven't been exposed to. And now you're in your golden years wanting to just do something, but you would like to tap a toe in where do you think would be a good space. 
Yeah. So it, they say that, what is it? Something like 70% or more maybe of the jobs out there are hidden. They're in the hidden market. So it starts with, you know, a community, like a community like Sarah's, like the Let's Talk supply chain community. It starts with a LinkedIn community or an association community. Like for example, when I went to the PMAC uh, events. So those communities often have, you know, free events or just uh, online events. And it's such a valuable uh, area to get resources from. Like if you, you know, link in with the MC of the event, such as Sarah, she has so many uh, resources at her hand and she may know of somebody who's looking for somebody or there's somebody in her community that she knows that knows someone who's looking for somebody. So I just um, encourage everybody to definitely um, build communities, whether it's, you know, uh, an association community, a LinkedIn community, uh, you know, get involved with these events and don't be shy. Like, like we're talking about, it can start with a hello and you just never know uh, where it's going to go. Right. So hello is your first step in. And, and I find now that a lot of companies uh, are looking for hybrid. I spoke to um, a group of women at the Rotman uh, Business School in Toronto, I guess it was last year, and I did a women in logistics uh, workshop for them. And I said, you know, it's changing. It's not just they want somebody maybe who has supply chain. Maybe now they want somebody who has a bit of supply chain and a bit of marketing or a bit of supply chain and finance. So a lot of times when you do the research on what the positions are, they're kind of a hybrid position now. They don't just want one who has a very narrow uh, focus or niche. It's more of a a broad set of skills. So that fits in perfectly with um, older, more mature workers. So there's a great opportunity, I think, and it starts with hello <laughs> and growing your community and finding those hidden hidden opportunities, be they free events or hooking up with a you know moderator or a panelist or even the people in the audience. There's nothing to stop you from you know having a chat uh, after the event. You know what are you doing in the industry? What are you seeing? Do you know of something coming up? People are so helpful in the supply chain community. I've not. I've honestly not met a negative person uh, during these past two, three years that that would put anybody uh, out or not be friendly or welcome uh, to share their opportunities and their knowledge. So yeah, start with hello. (laughs) Yeah, I completely concur. So on LinkedIn, for instance, there was a mom who was in a similar situation. She had three kids and she she was in the supply chain world. And so just through our interactions and team of folks got together and we chit-chatted during different shows in the audience. And then it grew into this community with Trey Gibbs on Word on the Street. So we all get together on Fridays for our lunch hour. People from all over the globe in different roles, which led her and me to having these conversations on the phone, just checking in with each other and then encouraging one another to join another group. And then through that, I said to her, I'm not going to say her name because I didn't ask for permission to speak of her. I'm like, Hey, why don't you reach out to so-and-so? You know, I'm always seeing that they're hiring and, and that led to a job opportunity for her. And she's in a beautiful space now where she doesn't have to worry about her financial situation. She's working from home. Eventually, as you mentioned, it may be a more of a hybrid role, but she's loving it. So I'm so excited. 
but that's as a result of us just saying hello on a show and then building community. I mean, who would have known? Honestly, Lisa, some of the closest acquaintances, I would even say friends and mentors right now have come during the pandemic. And those professional organizations and LinkedIn and other spaces where we're able to communicate and get to know each other before we go for the job interview, because now how much easier is the job interview when you already know the person and you've established the relationship? It's so much easier. It feels like we really are supporting one another and breaking down some of the barriers that we may put up unintentionally. Yeah, it's authentic. I mean, you you want an interview to be authentic. It's a conversation. I always look at it as a research. Like I love interviews. I love going to interviews, never nervous. I'm always just prepare. I prepare. I probably over prepare (laughs) so that I feel more comfortable, which then in turn allows me to have a conversation because really you want to be authentic and you want to make sure that, you know, it's the right fit for you. And you want to ask questions that are, you know, not maybe typical of a, a checkbox kind of interview environment. And like you say, when you build that relationship, there, there's the start of the future relationship, right? You don't, you're not going through a fake, you know, tick box situation. You're actually having a conversation, discovering each other's value and how you can fit that into not only the current position that they might be offering, but you'd be surprised how often they hire somebody with the thought of five years down the road, I see this person joining us and going into this position. You may just be focused on the one that's in front of you, but they're actually thinking ahead. You know what? I need this person to move or to be able to grow into this role in a few years down the line. So it's, we need, we need to uh, look at things more long-term. We tend to really focus on short-term and I think hello can take us to the step of a long-term relationship. That's much more authentic. Love that. (laughs) Well, anything else you want to add? I think so. I mean, hello is an exciting place to start. And I I just encourage people to just try, start small. And you just never know where where it's going to take you in the future. And have fun. I mean, if you have fun, you smile, you say hello. You're already there, right? (laughs) Right. So action item for listeners over the next week. How many times, Lisa, should we... (laughs) recommend that they say hello to a stranger or a former co-worker or someone from their past or maybe someone on social media that's a business professional in a space where maybe they're interested in I don't know I think three good number all right folks three people you're going to say hello smile and if that's all you do in passing that is something. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for joining me, Lisa. I really appreciate our time. Thank and, you so much. It's been I, a pleasure. <laughs> and I value you and all the positive sunshine you're generating in our community. I can feel it all the way here in sunny Arizona where it's 81. We'll take some of your sun. It's foggy and I don't know what. It's like cold here. <laughs> uh, sending it your way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That wraps up this episode of WorkLife 360. Make sure you check out all the other episodes and the show notes for links to any articles, resources, or for more information about guest reference on the episode. I appreciate your time and I ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Freight360 for your continued support.